We're thrilled that Michael is going to be uh, sharing with us this evening. We've been picking off different aspects to God's character. This evening we're thinking about his great mercy for us. What a, what a hope that is. So over to you, Michael, to, to speak. Brethren, if you can open your Bible with me to the book of Exodus. We're just going to be looking in Exodus chapter 34. And we're going to be thinking tonight about the God of mercy. That's uh, what we have uh, been thinking about. In Exodus chapter 34, we're just going to be looking at uh, verses 6 and 7. The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet, he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of their parents to the third and the fourth generation. We've been going through looking at different aspects of who is God, and if we look at that, I wonder, just think about a minute, what do you do with those who are utterly inexcusable, who treat you in a way that just rubbishes you in your own life? I mean, think about it this way. Imagine that as a family, you, you knew you had to buy a new car. You had been scrimped and saving and not going on holiday for three years to get your dream car. And finally you get it. You get a Citroen C3. They, they put it on your drive. It comes, they deliver it there. And you're looking at it and you're just thinking, wow, this is brilliant. And then just as you're about to get into it, your neighbor runs over and says, you know what, we're in a desperate situation. We, we really need a car. We're in an emergency right now. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, oh okay, okay. You, you let them have it because they're so desperate in what they say they need. That help. And so you say, okay, here, you take it, but, but take care of it. Don't trash it, okay? And they trash it. And you discover that what they actually did, they took it down to Ogmore Beach. They drove it around the beach, in and out of the surf, over the rubble. They hit a few of the rocks around there, the seawall. They bring back the car, and they've utterly trashed it. What, what do you do when something like that happens to you? Well, you know, Exodus 34 is, is really, in a lot of ways, the, the background to Exodus 34 is almost a very situation like that. God had gone and he had rescued his people out of Egypt. He had defeated the enemies against them, Pharaoh's armies. He'd fed them, he'd watered them, he carried them through the desert, he brought them to Mount Sinai, threw his arms around them and said, look, I'm going to make you my people and I'm going to watch over you and keep you. And then Moses is going up the mountain to get the rock-solid guarantee. On two stone tablets, God with his finger was going to write the Ten Commandments. He's up there getting that. And as he's up there, the people say, no way. They blank God. God says, don't build an idol and worship it. They say, let's build an idol and worship it. And they build an uh, idol. And it, it, almost in sort of tragic comedy, 
uh, Moses comes back and he says to Aaron, he said, what have you done? And he said, well, we just threw the gold into the fire and out came a calf. Evidently, that's what happened in those days. You know, it just came out. God had delivered them and they said, thank you very much, but we're going to go our own way. Bye. They had done the utterly inexcusable to God. Now, what's really interesting is how God responds to that. And he does it, I think, in a couple of ways. The first thing we discover is that he's the unnatural God of mercy. He says that he will be merciful and gracious. Now, why do I say he's unnatural? Well, really, Nietzsche brought this out some time ago. And uh, he was really complaining about the Christian aspects of character, of forgiveness and compassion and pity. He thought they were really wrong in this world. And he said, look, pity on the whole thwarts the law of evolution, which is the law of selection. Pity is wrong. Mercy has no natural place in a world where the fittest are the ones who survive. The ones who had the most guns, the one who had the most muscles, the one who had the most money, they're the only ones that really matter, and everybody else is weak and just get rid of them unless you can use them. In a world of evolution, the last thing you need is forgiveness. And he recognized that that Christian aspect of forgiveness, in his mind, was one of the worst things in Western society that the Western society needed to get rid of. And notice here in Exodus 34 that God turns that on his head. He's the unnatural God of mercy who delights to show mercy to those who are inexcusable. I mean, just look at the word, mercy. And that is that he loves to give mercy to those who don't deserve it, compassion to the weak. God turns what everyone thinks on its head. And he does the exact opposite. But does that mean Nietzsche's right then? That to do that is a sign of weakness. Well, actually, no. Because God's mercy is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of inner strength, of moral virtue and strength. And ultimately, God would show just how much that is a strength because ultimately the Lord Jesus Christ would be God in the flesh. He'd come down and he was the ultimate, eternal fittest over everything. Would go to the cross of Calvary and die for the weakest who would put their trust in him. Because he's a God of mercy. But then that raises another question, doesn't it? Because... You might say that and say, wait a minute, what about justice? They're inexcusable. And that's a big question today, isn't it? You know, what about justice? What about all the wrong things people have done? The injustices of the world, they've got to be sorted. Isn't God concerned about that? And you know, the answer is absolutely. Because he is the God, the unnatural God of mercy, and the uncompromising God of justice. Because notice at the exact same time that he says that he will be gracious and merciful, he goes on to say, and by no means will he clear the guilty. He, you see, God's mercy and his justice, they're not fighting each other. But in God, they come absolutely together. 
Let me put it this way. You know, when you do something wrong, in the end, some way, somehow, someday, you've got to pay. It's rather like the heating bills, isn't it? You might not like them, but they've got to be paid in the end. And that's what happens when we do wrong and we do evil and the inexcusable and injustice to one another. We build up a mountain of debt. And in the end, that very mountain of debt has got to be paid and settled eventually. It'll never go away. And here, God says at the same time, he's going to be merciful and gracious. He says at the same time, I'm going to insist that all those mountains are settled. But here's the amazing thing, because even though he's the uncompromising God of justice, he is also the God who chooses to settle those debts in himself. That's really what forgiveness is. And ultimately, that's exactly what God would do again in the Lord Jesus Christ when he would go to the cross. Jesus, the ultimate innocent one who didn't even have a little small heel of debt, went to the cross and he took upon himself all the endless mountains of debt of all those who would come and put their trust in him and he would settle them by paying for it in himself upon the cross. And you know, that's really what it means to forgive somebody. When God asks us to forgive people, when they have their mountains of debt, of the inexcusable and injustice against us, and we say, wait a minute, that's inexcusable and we're right. How do we do that? God says, forgive them. How? Well, we take that mountain in our hearts and we lay it in our hearts on Jesus. And we say, Jesus, I know you took this from me upon the cross of Calvary. And you paid for it. And now I want to be like you and trust you and ask you to give me the help to do that to this person. And to restore relationship like you have with me by carrying my mountain to the cross. And we discover that God is an unnatural God of mercy. And an uncompromising God of justice at the same time. And he calls us to come to him and to respond to him.